Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and Shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning into another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I'm broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. And it is my pride and privilege to be doing so. So thank you all very, very much. Listeners new and old. You can check out Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan to keep up to date with all my social media profiles, all my web projects, as well as links to my podcast headquarters, both website and my Anchor FM direct page, which is the first podcast software I've ever used in my life, and it is by far been my favorite out of all that I've ever tried. And that's not a plug, not even being sponsored by them. I'm just someone who uses Anchor FM, and that is where you can find me, as well as subscribe, just as a show of support to this channel for less than the price of a Chinese meal or a large pizza or a Big Sandwich at Subway, you can get the, I guess you would call it just the, this confidence and the self-esteem of being someone who supports independent journalism, that supports the truth, that supports a podcast and video creator a social media auteur, a true champion of the people. You can write it off as charity. And I will say fully up front, there is no exclusive perks to this. This is not like Patreon, of which I've been canceled and removed from. I have been stricken from Patreon. Twice, actually, within the last year. This is not like a PayPal tip or donation, for they may charge me $2,500, or what was it, $2,500, for disinformation, for misinformation, for telling the truth, which in their system is a grievous crime that needs to be fully taxed and burdened, punished to the letter of the law. Thought crime. No, this Anchor FM subscription merely helps me survive and keep this podcast updated with the regularity, with the in-depth research, And being able to secure the first class guests that the program is known for. Every cent of it goes into the production of the show. Every cent of it goes into saving up for better equipment or to fund in-field and long-form projects. Which, by their very nature, do have a cost attached to them. Whether it be gasoline for road trips, uh, cameras and equipment. Or even food for those involved, let alone reimbursements for time and effort with others that I hope to work with. It is only fair that if you appreciate this show and have listened to it for a number of hours every month, have listened to it once a week, have listened to it every few days. That you consider even a temporary subscription for $9.99 a month. It is infinitely better than giving any cents to NPR. It is infinitely better than giving that money 
to a web girl are infinitely better than spending it on something like a Funko Pop or whatever the hell these fucking retarded kids are spending their money on these days. And by that, I mean retarded-ass 50-year-old men who are fathers themselves apparently spending disposable income on collectible toys for Star Wars Disney movies. So, if you want to be a man, be a minch, be an American hero in your own right, as well as a hero of freedom, of speech, and the truth, just consider maybe even that, or now I got a way of donating and tipping through Twitter with at Top Secret Texan on Twitter. You can tip via PayPal directly whatever dollar amount you can. Yes, this is shilling. But we all gotta eat. And after having seen that 8 million people, 8 million people over the last two years have checked out the Beyond Top Secret Texan from around the world that I am currently within the top 200 science fiction podcasts in over 20 countries internationally with rankings as high as number one in Zimbabwe number three in Uganda number 40 in Britain and many other notable finishes such as top tens in Saudi Arabia various European nations like Ireland England Germany Norway gotta give it up to the Norway Norwegians gotta give it to the Ouija's you guys love my content but everywhere from Iceland to Argentina and I would even dare say Antarctica. For I am certain that my audience extends pole to pole. Hell, I'm sure that I'm even listened on the moon, maybe even Mars. So let's get into it. What the fuck has happened to the Western world? What the fuck has happened to the Western world, everybody? It is incredible to me the amount of hypocrisy and of spineless, sniveling, misanthropy that borders on zealous idolatry in almost every single corner of America regardless of what false idols it be regardless of what flag it be no longer is there a time or place of peace in a society. It is openly a civil war, a cultural civil war, that while I was aware of the intensity of, I was not aware of the extent of due to the fact that I am not a part of the quote-unquote real world in terms of pop culture, popular groups, mainstream agendas, or anything of the relevant interests 
in between. I have a few anchor points into informal, casual, day-to-day life, yes. I have my hobbies and my interests, we all do. But for example, I keep those to myself and they are personal. Meaning I don't go on forums, I don't go online, I didn't have social media until I started the podcast in 2020 and then only created the social media to augment the podcasts to help supporters to get that community as well as to kind of provide the the notifications for uploads etc as a typical this is what you do this is the culturally you know normative thing for all channels and endeavors is to have social media everyone knows this And I was 32 when this all started. So, a lot of my 20s, and I I was one of the first people to have a Facebook because I was in college as soon as it was rolled out in 2005. You had to have an EDU email address from a university to apply to it. And only then you could only look up people in your college. So I'm no stranger to this. I'm not an idiot. I'm not fucking crawling out of a rock here. You know, I'm saying like I absolutely understand social media for what it is from the MySpace, Facebook, first day age. Seen it comes in it go. Uh, Just my generation, just my luck. Right? I'm very cynical about these things. I'm very skeptical about these things. I don't think they're very, you know, obviously very worth your time when you can go outside and pursue real life, you know, efforts. Now, I'm not immune to real life problems in the modern world. Lack of real world friends. Most people in the world don't have a real friend. I had them. They get lost in time they go on their own they make their own families a lot of being an adult is learning to be on your own you know I'm not blaming anybody that's not the point of this it's not a pity party but I'm saying that reality is that you are isolated and insular every man is an island Right, You learn this shit through experience. And up until recently, I didn't really re-enter any public spheres online for any debates. I didn't talk politics. I didn't give a shit. I didn't give a shit about people. Other movies. I didn't care about TV. I cared about the things I liked. I got the internet. I have unlimited data. I can just peruse the internet on my own. And like I said, I didn't read comment sections. I didn't interfere with people. I didn't go on Reddit. I didn't like any of that having to do with toxicity or people. So I was aware already through just the idea that like Gamergate had happened and shit like that. But I didn't know. Didn't fucking know until now. This shit is fucking nuts. I want to read something that I learned today. And this is why I'm I'm doing this podcast. Having been reintegrated slowly into this, this is what the laymen are talking about. This is what the goy are talking about. This is the reality of America. This is how divisive it is. This is how ethically chaotic it is, how amoral it is, how hypocritical it is, and how savage it has become. America is steeply in the decline 
of Western civilization is absolutely demoralized in the uh, Brzezinski term of the word, which reality and facts mean nothing to them as long as their emotional states are expressed at the cost of others and it's seen as justice and it's seen as a holy war uh, without God. A holy war based on human whims and opinions and it has nothing to do with historical fact or grounding it has everything to do with public shaming and um, like when chickens kill each other it has nothing to do with rationality it has everything to do with a purge amongst them based on their own intolerance on difference and xenophobia and short-sightedness and rage and their inner instincts of savagery and bestial, dark, reptilian natures. Now, it's hilarious because the people who are the most savage and brutal and evil in this society are not some obviously far-right, um, you know, um, jackboot authoritarian figure, but they are in the disguise of the rainbow-flagged LGBTQ community and they are coming out as a violent mob of terrorists with lack of a better word to push their extremism into every aspect of reality. And I think this article best describes what I'm saying, in that this is the literal civil war that America is going to undergo. Civil War 2.0 in America is not going to be between North and South. It's not going to be between Social Democrats and Conservative uh, Libertarians or Communists or whatever. And capitalists, it's going to be between the LGBTQ, the, the, I'll just call them the rainbows, the rainbows, and the Americans who believe in a land of law based on individual freedoms and a social contract that encourages privacy, as well as a, a virtue system based on effort and meritocracy in community, not agenda or philosophy or political identity, which is your personal choice. Ironically, the rainbows are against personal choice. Ironically, the rainbows are against freedom of choice. They're against freedom of selection or identity. They are for a hive mind group thought which makes them the fascist which ironically fascist is a term for the fascista which is a grouping of sticks around an axe and this grouping of sticks around an axe symbolizes that together many smaller weaker things can unify as a strong, unbreakable force. Those small sticks are otherwise known as faggots. The fascista is a bundle of faggots around an axe. That fascista is the Roman sign of military authority and martial law in their own occupied territories. Which was condemning the natives for their thought crimes up towards the penalty of death. Which is a big part of the revolution, say, in Jerusalem. This fascista is also on American money, and it's an important symbol 
for example, in obvious modern Western European and Western world military <laughs> think the rainbow is the modern day fascista with its iconography and its representations being that many diverse things together form an invincible unbreakable force a cohesion from many different elements but it takes many to form a monolithic one and a monolithic one must exterminate all diversity because that would encourage fractal growth and the debranching off and the breaking apart of the one into separate but equal groups. And there is no separate but equal in a group of monolithic supremacy. There is only the one, the state, the system, the culture, the rainbow. No color can exist on its own. It must be assumed and destroyed by the rainbow. Created not into its identity, but as a part of this new super culture. Now, ironically, that's just exactly this, this, the description of your Nazi-era fascism, right? Your literal swastika armband-wearing fascists and their Aryan race Superman-type theories. That all future generations would be born into this system... For all the others would have been exterminated, right? Not my policy. I don't agree with it. Fuck fascists, right? Fuck Nazis. I hate them both, obviously, right? Good American. Good human being here. That being said, the rainbows are the new fascists. The rainbows are the new Nazis. And that sentiment of mine applies to them, and you will see why. Let me read this article. That these are not the good guys. No one who did this, regardless of their power, their authority, their, their place in society, their place in praxis, their place as human beings, their identity, their ethnicity, their creed, whatever, right? No matter if they are uh, victimized LGBT former members themselves, the encouragement of this is so hypocritical to basic human rights and the freedoms of peace-loving good people everywhere. Because human rights are not given to you by the state, they are given to you by God. Everyone knows the golden rule. Everyone knows to treat others the way you wish to be treated, with the same amount of dignity and respect and protection. Right? So let's get this straight. Anyone, any group, any group of people, any color of people that did this would be historically and accurately known as shithead evil fucking people. That all good, idealized champions of modernity and all values of social evolution would fight, destroy, and then bury while trying to recover and heal from the evil and damages they performed in society. Now let me read you this letter as just one example of this. The Five Nights at Freddy's Controversy <laughs> Explained Creator Scott Cawthon steps down amid scandal. Now, in 2013, I was living with a woman who was 46 years old in a cohabitation, uh, common law marriage. I was 26 years old and she had two nine-year-old children, right? So I was definitely getting some of that cougar milf action. Now, this is where I am introduced to Five Nights at Freddy's and this is where it ends for me. I knew it was a game they liked. I knew it was scary. 
quote-unquote scary. I knew it was a horror game. I'm a horror fan myself. I encourage horror. I think it's really good to have those kinds of expressions, right? To at least face the subconscious, face the shadow, face the abyss, right? Uh, I don't need to tell two nine-year-olds whose father OD'd on a chair in their living room that life, you know, you need to be brave. You need to be someone who can face these challenges and dangers, you know, regardless, and come out on top. And that's what horror is there for, to teach you how to face monsters. Slay dragons. In this case, fight robots. But yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's, controversy explained. Creator Scott Cawthon steps down amid scandal. This is in 2021, by the way. Right? So, 2021, June 18th. This is when the article was written. Scott Cawthon, the creator of the wildly popular jump-scare video game franchise Five Nights at Freddy's, has retired amid controversy and scandal. What did this guy do? Did he rape a woman? Did he solicit sex from a the underage minor and try to meet him at Disneyland or something with his with his fortune and video game prestige? Did he groom people? Was he selling methamphetamines? No. Cawthon it was forced to retire following revelations that the Five Nights at Freddy's developer had made numerous financial donations to Republican candidates, including Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump. When the FNAF, the Five Nights at Freddy's community, discovered these donations, backlash ensued. The only Democrat Cawthon has donated money to is controversial Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard, who is now, at, in 2022, no longer a Democrat. She's now independent. Right? Many in the LGBTQ community, so they specifically have already now mentioned that this is who got pissed off. No one else got pissed off at this except the LGBTQ community or whatever, right? So it wasn't like rampant straight Democrats were pissed at this. So Democratic Party values and Democratic Party candidates for any creative person or anyone with influence must be supported or they will draw the wrath of these rainbow fascists. They comprised a large part of the Five Nights at Freddy's fan base. Which, like I said, I don't care. Half, sure, fine. Half of everybody is in the LGBT community, and everybody technically is in the LGBT community if you actually think hard enough about it, right? Kinsey scale sexuality. Who the hell gives a shit, right? So everybody, yeah, everybody is a member of that group, right? Whatever. Which they won't, they will ultimately seek as their end goal is to get everybody to identify and to wave that fucking rainbow flag and to salute it. Just like they did the swastika. Because fascists love flags. And yes, America counts as that part too. They viewed this as an affront. The supporting political candidates that the queer community views as harmful... Oh, this is by Forbes magazine, by the way. This, this article? Forbes magazine. So let's listen to the language. Supporting political candidates that the queer community views as harmful to LGBTQ Americans sparked anger and a sense of betrayal among many fans. The backlash quickly became a massive overreaction. Cawthon was doxxed, his private information leaked online, and they began receiving threats. My wife is six weeks pregnant, and she spent last night in fear because of what was being said online. So, because Cawthon, the, the creator and programmer of a video game that they liked to play, using his profits in a capitalistic system of America, using his well-legally-gotten gain, his meritocracy rewards for creating a game that they liked to play, and a franchise of it, I'm assuming, because it does appear that they, they made a lot more of these than just the first one. Because on his personal choice, 
for who he was gonna for how he was gonna use his money, he decided to donate to Republicans, members of the GOP, the LGBTQ community threatened his life, doxed his personal information, violated his privacy, tried to ruin his reputation endangered his life exactly by 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 encouraging this has ruined his livelihood forced him into retirement and threatened a pregnant woman threatened a pregnant woman who has nothing to do with this, except that she is married and the mother of his children. How is that good behavior? How is that in any fucking bizarro world justifiable that any ideology, regardless of creed, color, or circumstance, can get away with destroying a a person who did something that you liked? It gave you a video game. Like, let's not... A cultural artifact gave you entertainment... Gave you a video game through the work of and skill of his own inspiration. I believe it was an indie game at that. And and followed his dream and worked his hardest. Of which it has enriched your life apparently so much that you give such a shit about destroying this man's by doxing him by forcing his retirement, by threatening his life as well as his wife and families. Do you not see the hypocrisy of that? Do you not see the cruelty of that? Do you not see the madness of that? There will be a time in this world where all men will be insane. They will be mad and they will look at the sane and say, you are insane, you are not like us. They don't have ethics. They don't have morality. There's no sanity in these people anymore. This is savagery. Facilitated by the digital age. Because savagery only exists when a bunch of savage people together form these gestalt blocks of bullshit. And they can't do that in communities because they would be destroyed and eradicated due to their own bullshit. If a group of these people in any community try to act like this against real people, they would suffer violence in terms of trying to ruin somebody's life and threatening their pregnant wife and child. If a big group of people, regardless of their creator credentials, but one of the Rainbow Society would tar- target regular people in a regular sane society. They would be imprisoned as a terrorist group. This is real life. This is a serious matter. A man who did nothing wrong except endorse a political candidate with don- donations as legally he could with his own well-earned money after providing them a video game out of all fucking things a video game that they enjoyed that they turned around and forced him to retire not just oh he has been receiving death threats in his work this isn't Ted Kaczynski level where he they have this ideology of Fixing and saving humanity. This is specifically a revenge attack. On him personally. So Cawthorn wrote that in a long post in the FNAF subreddit to get back to the Forbes. This is Forbes, by the way. Forbes. This isn't a, a, a conservative rag. This isn't Epoch Times. This isn't... Um, you know, uh, Newsmax or whatever the fuck crap, uh, QAnon, like, uh, type rag of newspaper, which is kind of met, like, you know, obviously like, uh, baiting conservatives into rage and shit like the Babylon Bee. No, this is, this is real 
like supposedly mainstream media that they're having to talk about this. And it's it's weird how they talk about it. Like, no, this is fucked up. This is like a lynching. This is a lynching performed by the Rainbows on a straight conservative man and his family. Imagine if the KKK lynched a black entrepreneur in the 1930s who had made a arcade game, like a pinball game, and the people liked it, and when they realized he was black, they killed him, burned his house, and, and threatened his wife. And forced, to, or, or forced him to retire. Let's not even go to that extreme. They killed him. They forced him to leave town. They forced him to retire. And let's not even say that he was a black guy, because that's too much of a difference, right? Like, oh, skin color. Like, Okay, so what if it was a fellow white guy, and he just happened to like Martin Luther King in this hypothetical? And a bunch of other white people were like, no, we're, we're, we don't like that. You have to retire and quit your business and we're going to fucking make sure no one ever talks to you and dox you so that you can, you know, you have to live under the threat of violence because we know your phone number, we know who you are, we know where you live and all that shit. We know your family's names. And they did that publicly. And they threatened a pregnant woman because of this ideology of hate. That's the exact same hypocrisy and level of extremism that now apparently exists just as a reality in Western society. There is no fucking way this isn't already Civil War point, uh, 2.0. I was so much happier just fishing and living by my fucking self in a small town of less than 5,000 people, which I did for more, most of the uh, decade, this last decade. And and it, it it's it's... This is fucking crazy. Like I said, when I, I'm a different kind of person. When I was 18, I was like, I think I'm done with video games. And then like, I still played them until I was like 24. And then like the last time I ever played really a video game, I was like 26. And then like, I played uh, Resident Evil uh, Revelations 2 and Resident Evil 6. And I was like, oh, and then like I went on a kick. I played uh, horror games, right? Like I said, I'm a big horror game fan. I played uh, Evil Within and stuff like that. But even after 2016, I was all like, I think I'm done. Like, I, I don't think I can waste or spend any more time doing this. I need to get on with my life. And I guess I didn't follow, like, the Hideo Kojima. Like, drama was about as much as I cared about when it came to, like, video games and stuff like that. Like, indie gaming, apparently, you have to fucking automatically support the LGBTQ in America or else they, they hate you and will try to kill you. Not based on anything else. This, I can only assume, extends to every single aspect of the world nowadays. Music, uh, visual art, um, comedy. I can only imagine that if you don't do everything according to the LGBTQ mafia, that they come and destroy your life and physically threaten everyone in your family and everything because this is just how they operate as a mob of privilege in an apartheid state that's created to favor their behavior regardless of how extreme and absolutely defined as terrorism it is. This is textbook fucking terrorism. Textbook lynching. The Rainbow KKK. Gawthorne wrote in a long post in the FNAF subreddit after the controversy gained steam, all this because I exercised my right, my duty as an American citizen to vote for and support the candidates who I felt could be best run the country for everyone, and that's something that I won't apologize for. Nor should you. Nor fucking should you, because it's not something that's wrong. The victims of violence do not ever need to apologize to their attackers, to their assailants, and to those guilty of their assaults.
Cawthorn did not apologize in this post, but he did make it clear that he supports his LGBTQ fans and that his financial support for these candidates had nothing to do with gay or trans rights issues, which they didn't. On the surface of it, it there is no way to connect those two, except for the pre-existing extremism of the LGBTQ rainbow mafia fascists who equate all Republican sympathies or what are termed Republican, what the fuck is a Republican sympathy? In this case, the actual donation to the Republican Party, yes. But at the same time, it could be anything, including simply disagreeing with them or not kissing their asses to such a ridiculous degree that you're literally letting them just get everything they want. And that is an apartheid state where we have elected as our uh, persecutors and our uh, discriminators the the apparently digital LGBTQ community. Cawthorn explained at length why he voted and supported his candidates. For those who took the time to look, you saw that the candidates I supported included men, women, white people, black people, Republicans, and Democrats. I supported Kimberly Klasik in Baltimore because I believed that she really cared for the African-American community there, and I wanted to pull them out of poverty. I believe she could have really made a difference in a time that so many black communities were struggling. She lost, unfortunately. I supported Tulsi Gabbard, a Democrat, even though I disagreed with her on several issues because I felt she would have been a good and fair president. And yes, I supported President Trump because I felt he was the best man to fuel a strong economy and stand up to America's enemies abroad, of which there are many. Even if there were candidates who had better things to say to the LGBT community directly and bigger promises to make, I believe that their stances on other issues would have ended up doing much greater harm to those communities than good. All of this explanation, I fear, is wasted, as people don't want to discuss with one another anymore. They want endless apologies and submission. People who are expecting those from me will get neither. Cawthorn continues, I'm a Republican, I'm a Christian, I'm a pro-life, I believe in God, I also believe in equality and in science and in common sense. I, despite what some may say, all of those things can go together. That's not an apology or a promise to change. It's the way it's always been. If I get canceled, then I get canceled. I don't do this for the money anymore. I do it because I enjoy it. If people think I'm doing more harm than good now, then maybe it's better that I get canceled and retire. I would accept that. I have had a fulfilling career. Besides, most things that people can take from you are things that never had much value to begin with. That's a fucking man right there. That guy has fucking balls and a level head on good shoulders because that's exactly how you fucking handle these terrorists and these bullies. That these fucking creeps and these fucking villains. That you know what? You have nothing to apologize for except the fact that all this uh, prestige and vanity, which they seek to control, is just a mirage. Let them think and feel their outrage. At the same time, be the rock in the storm. It will subside, and you will still be standing. Many in the FNAF... And also, let me just point out there, too. So, you saw, you I mean, you heard that... It was the reality of it is that he wasn't a straight R supporter. He supported a myriad amount of people, mostly heterosexuals, heterosexual men and women. It wasn't a black and white issue. It's not. See, it's evolved in my generation. It was a black and white issue, right? And it still is trying to be, and for many people, a black and white issue, right? And many times, it's everybody's generation. There's always a black and white issue side. And the LGBTQ community side, which specifically is the one that ruined this guy's career and apparently forced him to retire from the games that he created and the companies which he uh, was a part of, that specifically, they were enraged 
Not at the fact that he didn't choose women, because he did. Not at the fact that he didn't choose Democrats, which he did. But because the fact that he did not support LGBTQ-specific endorsed political candidates. Or that he chose, rather, heterosexual candidates, expressing a quote-unquote conservative heteronormative lifestyle. That is the definition of a fucking hate crime. If someone is doing something that is federally protected and endorses that behavior to the best of their abilities, you have no right or entitlement to harm them, to persecute them, to discriminate them, to harass them, because that is hate speech, that is discrimination, that is Absolutely what all modern American civil rights efforts, including those which allow the LGBT community to exist, were created on the principles of defending. This is no longer a persecuted minority lashing back. This is the majority trying to eradicate a minority. The minority of the heteronormative, heterosexual-minded people. Now remember, that's not even okay to fucking do. You just gotta have the both sides of the debate. It's a social contract of mutual respect and uh, protection. On any side. It's a wrong act, but that's the definition of it. They're only attacking him because of his heteronormativity. His heterosexuality. That's how extremist these fucking people are. Not the fact that he's a conservative, because he's not. He sounded actually pretty modern and pretty liberal, pretty progressive and forward-thinking. Hell, he made fucking Five Nights at Freddy's. The guy is not a caveman. And he supports his LGBTQ fans, which he's already made the admission of. Because that doesn't fucking matter. What matters is the complete domination and submission of every single person in their thought and action, including forcing them through reprisals and revenge attacks to monetarily support and create the political state that will further entrench this fascism into every aspect of its bureaucracy and its decision and policy making for this generation and to the future. Which is of itself political intimidation indicative of brown shirt Gestapo tactics or the corruption that the mafia in the 1950s or 30s through the 60s uh, created in American politics by corrupting select, you know, elected individuals and threatening violence and blackmail against political rivals because not of their ideology, but because of their agenda and connection to specific organizations and groups. These mafias, these fascists, these by-the-force might-makes-right political groups. Yesterday, Cawthorn announced that he would no longer be directly involved with Five Nights at Freddy's on his website, noting that he would choose his successor, someone he trusted passing the torch to, and thanking the community for a blessed career. Cawthorn's political donations are not his only financial legacy. In 2019, he released the game Freddy in Space 2, designed to raise money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Holy fucking shit! This guy... Gave $500,000 to St. Jude's Children's Hospital in 2019. And they canceled him 
and harassed him and threatened his life and the life of his pregnant wife in 2021. Two years later. Holy shit, what the fuck is wrong with Western society? What is wrong with the Western world? Where you can give 500,000 fucking US dollars in the greatest recession and economic downturn the globe has ever seen right before the fucking pandemic to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. You gave them half a million dollars. And then by 2021, they are canceling you as a homophobe. Fucking hell. That's chaotic. That's amoral. And that is hypocrisy made fucking paramount. And it has nothing to do with charity or good intentions or idealism or spiritual purity or piety. It has everything to do with submission to their cult of hedonism and their cult of fake acceptance in the fact that it's the rainbow and it's this oh all-inclusive community. But anyone who disagrees with them or their obvious hatreds towards everything not them becomes target as a bigot regardless of their position on the left or right of political spectrum regardless of their position on uh, Republican or Democrat or Independent Republic, uh, regardless of their race, regardless of their profession regardless of their uh, status and class, regardless of even the fact that they like them which they did. This is his own community. This is his own fan base. Here's what Forbes article tries to weigh uh, philosophically with. How do we measure the goodness of a man? By words or by deeds? How do we weigh the scales of justice? Should we place all of Cawthorne's political contributions on one plate and all his charitable donations on the other and see if they cancel each other out? Is politics a zero-sum game? Millions of copies of Five Nights at Freddy's and its sequels have been sold on Steam, mobile app stores, and VR devices. It's a wildly successful indie hit. Cawthorn says that it is not the end, but someone else will be running the show. Someone of my choosing, someone that I trust. About that waxing philosophical part right here, this editorial, the how do we measure the goodness of a man by words or by deeds? How do we weigh the scales of justice? Should we place all of Cawthorn's political contributions on one plate and his charitable donations on the other? Well, first of all, let's break this down as an example of what the fuck is wrong with Western man. Any journalist asking this question is a fucking retard. How do we measure the goodness of a man by words or by deeds? Okay, so what is the challenge between good and evil here? So you're assuming that there was evil done. Or that there is a a confliction, a a contradiction between his words and deeds. Which they're not. He's a straight shooter. Everything he says is consistent. Him making Five Nights at Freddy's is not contradictory. There's him having a personal real life and as an adult human being in America... An adult man in America, right? And um, his words and deeds are consistent. He's not violating either one of those or or committing volitions or or sins of omission. Uh, He's not saying one thing and doing another. 
He gave $500,000 to a children's charity. He's obviously just trying to do his best, right? How do we weigh the scales of justice? What crime is committed here? And why don't you say the truth that the crime is in the LGBTQ rainbow fascist filth? That they are the criminals. That they are the evil ones. The scales of justice are tipping due to their guilt. Should we place all of Cawthorn's political contributions on one plate and his charitable donations on the other? Nobody has the right to judge your political contributions or affiliations or ideologies. This is the land of the fucking free, you fucking asshole. No one has a right to tell you what religion to believe. No one has the right to tell you who to love. These truths are self-evident that all men are created equal. That no man is able to judge another for these very basic human rights which were given not by a government but are seen in the contract between man and nature. His charitable nations on the other, they are one plate for he is simply benevolent and charitable with his donations regardless of who he is giving them to. He is not giving them to a person who's going to kill fucking babies and eat them. He is giving them to who he thinks are good people. That is the motivation for all of his donations, regardless of the specifics to who or what he is donating to. Apparently, he's a good person in all regards. So how are we judging him and what are we judging him for? Equally... Why aren't we judging the LGBTQ community? Why aren't we judging the terrorism and extremism in these groups, in these individuals themselves who hide behind these larger uh, bullshit fucking uh, organizations? Because they're not officially connected to them. I know that. Just like Islamic terrorists are not officially connected to the doctrine in schools and societies of the mainstream Islamic world. I understand this. These are the outlaws and extremists and evildoers, quote-unquote, to put a George Bushism into play, within all these communities, in every community. But why isn't that the immediate reaction? Like, what the fuck? How, what the fuck is wrong with the Western world? And that is the only question I have to keep asking myself after reading this article. And it makes me so fucking revolted and sick that I cannot really continue researching besides knowing that this is the state that we are in. That activism, that radicalism, and that extremism was not a Soros-inspired invention, but is actually the state of American civility as it spirals into from a social contract into a civil war 2.0 not against right versus left not against red versus blue but against the red white and blue and the rainbow We'll be working more on this subject in the future. Thank you all very much for tuning in to another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Thank you all very much. Listeners, new and old, namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Check out linktree slash beyond top secret Texan for all my links. Go ahead and follow and like all my social media platforms. If you haven't already. And thank you all very much for those who consider donating, subscribing, and sharing. God bless you and your families. Peace out. Greetings.
Greetings, namaste, and shalom. Everybody out there in dreamland, I am the beyond top secret Texan. Join me on my podcast, the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, where I explore the outer limits of human abilities, top secret military technologies, the reality of extraterrestrial Earth alliances, secret space wars, advanced cryptozoology, and all subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult. Beyond the Top Secret Texan Podcast.